The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey ho, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got an exciting show for you guys today. And I'm super excited about it. We have our uh, actually a good friend of ours who's also uh, we met at a red carpet premiere several years ago. Coming on, uh, Jose Santiago Jr. <coughs> Excuse me. And then I have the original Ghostface Lee Waddell coming on from Scream. You guys, super excited. Hope everybody is well. Um, Quiet. Uh, before we say hi to the chat room, let's say hi to our cool, outrageous Quiet. man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. What am I going to do about my dog? I don't know. Astro, you cannot bark when we're on the air. You want to come up in my lap? Come on. That's so funny. Up in my lap. This is Astro, our seven-pound baby doll that just had all his teeth taken out. Well, actually, he has how many teeth left? Five. Five teeth. Uh, they were so badly rotted. I understand in this breed of dog, it's quite common because he's poodle and um, terrier mix. He's a rescue. So we didn't know that he had this problem, and it got worse and worse. And I was worried and frightened to have him put out because he's seven pounds. And I've heard horrible stories about little dogs like this dying under the anesthesia or coming out a little brain dead. But he came out perfect. Yeah, he's doing really doing good. So thank you. Now we have other. We're, st we're still trying to get a studio here. One day, Chief <laughs> El Cheapo. We'll part with a couple of thousand bucks, and we can have proper equipment and proper studio. The equipment will be the same, just the studio will be different. No, no, I need proper equipment. This equipment is like Christopher Columbus had it on his boat. No, it's That's not. how he found America. We have a very good microphone. We have a $3,000 computer. Everything is good. Yeah, and, uh, so. and, and your ass is beautiful. So anyway, you guys, uh, people are starting to join us in the chat room. What's up? Stefan Bell's in the chat room. Hey, Stefan. How's Don, your lovely wife, Tina? Don Hinton is in the chat room. We don't care about you, Stefan. We just care about Tina because Tina is the nicer one in that couple. They're commenting about my bright glasses. Uh, Lady Lake is in the chat room. Hey, Cindy, Lady Lake. Don, he's got on his uh, Versace watch again. And... Uh, 
It's I love it. His shirt looks kind of dark. It's actually like a beautiful emerald, For, like forest, forest green. It's a forest yes. green. It's a beautiful forest green. Um, and it looks uh, like shit on TV. See that? You always have to proof your clothing before you wear it. I know I do that in a movie. Before I'm in a movie, I have Jimmy uh, video me to see exactly how the, the wardrobe looks, if the colors are, are working. Sometimes color can go against you. Like right now, this color is so disgusting. It's going against my ugly old face. But then again, you say, you know what? The shirt and the face go together. Ugly and ugliest. So. Now you look great. The dog I look great. great. I look wonderful. I look like Rock Hudson, Tony Curtis, and all the other gorgeous men in Hollywood. You know why? Because they're all dead and they're all rotted. And that's why I look like them now. So everything is good. I hope everybody had a great week. Um, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, I've been following everybody on social media, especially the chat room. You guys are doing wonderful things. And uh, we want to give a shout out to Neil. Also, he's in the chat room as Moolah Mastermind. Uh, Neil is a genius with websites, and he's a super cool guy. And he lives in the UK. In the UK. Um, about our show. I have never done that in all the years that we're on. And I just thought that now is the time that we should really explain to people I wrote that we like to advise our guests when they come on <clears throat> that we're in Brooklyn having coffee, Benjamin's crumb cake, and talking real talk. There's nothing phony about our show. If you come on our show, whoever you are, and you start acting pretentious and you don't want to answer questions, you just want to sell your book or sell your movie, you're not going to make it on this show because... I'll close down and Jimmy will just be polite and your interview will be a waste of your time and ours. Luckily, people that come on our show are terrific and they give us that 40 minutes or 45 minutes, sometimes overdue interview that is so important. Uh, if you're selling a book, people that like you and know you will go out and buy your book anyway. You don't have to come on our show to sell your book. You can come on our show to mention your book so that the people who don't know there is a book about you will then know and go out and buy one. As far as it goes, Jimmy is the nice guy, the quiet guy, the guy that does all the information and asks the questions that, you know, are nice. I, on the other hand, am the crazy guy who's funny and wild, wacky, uninhibited, unfiltered, I couldn't care less about the actors or the people that come on this show. I mean, you couldn't care less. Because care they're less. actors like me. They're no big deal. I know, but you care about them. All our well, if Sophia cool. Loren came on, I'd say, hello, <laughs> Sophia. I haven't seen you in so many years. You're looking good. I mean, I'm not going to cave in and get nuts. I didn't say that. No, but a lot of interviewers, when they have a big star on, they go, oh, like, oh, my God, who's coming on? What? The star shits and pisses like everybody else. The star just made it in movies because I don't know why. And they made tons of money and they're very super famous. But that doesn't make them gods. That doesn't make them better than any of the viewers that watch our show. Oh, that's true. Some of our people that come on are shit pots. The people that are watching them are far better. So I don't have that, that about me, as you well know. I don't cater, kiss ass, and, and say, oh, oh, oh. Did that like Jane Russell. Jane used to do that about Marilyn Monroe. If you guys would have seen him when he met Kim Sledge, 
you would know that that like like he every once in a while he meets somebody. He was jumping up and down and screaming like a oh, four year old. No, 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 that's not true. I was trying to get your attention to come over to meet her. So it was a room filled with people, and I had to do this. Uh, I yes, I do. I love Sledge, Kathy Sledge. And now that I'm friends with her, I'm even happier. You know, her song was so important. We are family. It was an important song to the gay community back in the days when we didn't have the rights that we have today that some have taken advantage of. Everybody um, says you look like you had a facial. A facial? Mm-hmm. I look like I had a facial? Mm-hmm. No, Jimmy, put that camera on where it makes you look 20. <laughs> Yeah. I don't understand, though. You look younger, and I don't look any different at all. It didn't do a thing for me. Maybe because I'm not in front of it. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's because you're homely. <sighs> they Actually, they don't They don't think so. I don't think so either. There's some cute pictures of you up there. Uh, oh, speaking of cute pictures, my buddy, Derek, in England, if Derek, if you're watching, if you're in the chat room, you're posting some of the most beautiful pictures of yourself when you were young. And let me tell you something. You were some hell of a good-looking guy when you were in your 20s and 25s. Now I know why Rock Hudson wanted you to lay on the floor in the motel on the carpet. When we see you in England, which we will, I'm going to ask you privately, what happened? You just lay there and spoke to Rock Hudson on the rug? No, I don't think so. No anyway, one, nobody does. Actually, he was on our show, you guys. You know who I love Derek. Derek's one of my best friends, and I've never met him, but we met through this uh, media. And he's just a sweetheart of a guy, and so so nice, and so I, I wish he was in the states. I certainly would be a, a good friend of his. Absolutely. Anyway, getting back to my subjector, um, if they come on our show and they're full of shit and they're acting uh, 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 grand, no. It's not going to happen. So a lot of people say that Ron Russell is crude, rude, obnoxious, loud, vulgar, and disgusting. Well, I don't think so. I think Ron Russell is open, honest, outrageous, and it's going to be 84 years old and really doesn't give a shit about what he says or does. We're on the show, on the air, 10, 12 years, whatever it is, and we have not been kicked off. Or asked to now, leave. 16, I've been on the air 16 years. 16 years. And we have not been asked to leave. And we're the number one podcast show in the world forever. And we have ratings like you can't believe. So I guess what we're doing is correct. People enjoy our show because we bring out, the, we ask the questions that you want to ask. In other words, if you were sitting here with whoever, Questioned like Mamie Van Doren. I know Mamie. I sat on the steps of a movie theater while we were waiting for Mamie to go on stage to talk about the old movie of hers that we were playing here in Palm Springs. And she is the most outrageously outspoken, terrific broad and still gorgeous at 90. Can you believe it? So I said to Jimmy, we've got to get Mamie on. And he said, oh, I've spoken to her. And she said, after her book is complete, she's coming on. Now, that show is going to be naughty. God knows where we're going to go with it, because I'm going to talk to her about what Mr. Blackwell said to me. He said there was a time 
that Mamie Van Doren was in a jacuzzi with Stephen Cochran, the actor, at three in the morning, and you could hear her screaming all the way down the canyon. Now, I'm going to ask her if that story's true. No other interviewer would dare go there. No, it, they cover up. They make these movie stars look like they don't shit, pee, breathe, eat, or anything, like they came from heaven. They're people. They're actors. They act. They all want to see Mamie Van Doren. Everybody wants to see Mamie Van Doren. She's a piece of ass at 90, and she's still banging away. I mean, she's hot. She's, imagine like being hot and sexy at 90. Yeah, she looks good. She's terrific. She's humble. She's, anyway... In person, she's a doll. I had not met her. I sat on the steps with her, introduced myself, and we began talking. And uh, she gave me her life story. I mean, she was just wonderful. So she's going to make a very fabulous guest. I'm very excited about Mamie Van Doren coming on. That's awesome. So here you know, what we're going to do. She's the idol of all gay men. I don't know a gay man that doesn't adore her and love her. They just worship her. So here we go, you guys. So what Are we're we going to do. Show? Um, first anyway, of all, the moral of the story is if you don't like our show, don't watch, but don't bitch about it. <laughs> uh, we want to give chef some more. B. Claudia joined us and uh, I don't know, a bunch of other people. So, hey, chat room, it's awesome. Um, you guys, you can listen to the Jimmy Star Show on Apple Podcasts. We love it. If you're not going to watch the video and you're going to listen to please do it there. Because uh, it's really good for us. We're also on iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and a bunch of other places. And very soon, the video of our show will be on Apple TV, um, Fire, Amazon Fire Stick, or whatever that is, and Roku. Um, so I'm going to cross <coughs> it up. I'm going to speak with a bitch of an English accent or some kind of a phony faggot accent. I'm going to be chic and fabulous and wonderful and marvelous, darling. There'll be no vulgarity. Everything will be just beautiful. All lies, of course. I also want to thank uh, B. Claudia and Lady Lake Music. Um, they're working with me on some cool projects that we can't talk about yet, but soon we will be able to. I hate that we can't and, talk uh, about anything. Uh, but they're like Ugh. working on some cool projects, and so I want to like thank them so for all their support. So do you think we should clean up the show and get rid of the fucks and no. get rid of... That reminds me of Betty Davis. Nobody will ever like do it. Okay, we got to go though. We got to go. And that, 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 that thing I just said reminded me of Betty Davis. Yes. Um, all right. So now we're going to bring on our first guest, you guys, who just wrote in the chat room: "I shit, pee, drink, and work out just a normal guy." And he fucks his brains out with his big dick. Okay. So there we go. Now we've made it really conclusively healthy. I love you guys, man. It's so good to see you guys again, man. It's been a year. Guys. It's been a year. So, hey, everybody. Now we Wait wanna... a minute. Are you still clean? What does that mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember, he was a dopey, and then he went clean. That was How many years are you yep. clean now? Uh, 12. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, like 12, 12 years. And also, it's just your brother's birthday, so happy birthday, brother. Right. Yeah, yeah. 52, 52. I, I, mine is April 5th, 50. Okay. Um, okay, you handsome son so of a Hold on, we got to do an announcement. All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Juan Russell, the Latin Latino Pacino. Jose Santiago Jr. The Latin lover. Hello, and welcome to the show. 
That's what I call my Hey, guys. Uh, thank you for having me. As always, it's an honor. Uh, I'm humbled and, and just, you know, I just oh, love you. I love you guys. It's the first day we met. I love you guys. How you guys listen? And you know what? Let's what? start off the show with a big fat fuck it. Keep doing what you're doing. If they don't like it, don't fucking watch. You motherfucker, don't you come at Ron and Jimmy. Meanwhile, we got 5 million viewers. So I guess there's right. a lot of perverts out there, right? <laughs> so you guys, listen up. So we originally met Jose before COVID at a movie premiere. Yes. Uh, we had him come on the show. We're social media friends. We comment on each other's shit every day. And, and I uh, was making out with him in the top balcony, and I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> And, and he, then, he asked me to marry him, and I said, I'm, I'm married already to that other thing over there. <laughs> no, no, you guys. And, so, and we've had him on every year. So last year he was on in January this year. So we kind of get updates on the different things he's doing. Yes, um, and he's a fun guy. He's a fun guy. He's a lot of fun. And and so I have a question for you right off the bat. You always Let's told go. me you were from Chicago, and then you sent me your beautiful press kit, which is beautiful, by the way. He has a beautiful press kit, you guys. And it said you're from East Chicago, Indiana. I thought you were from East Chicago. I thought you were from Chicago, like fucking Chicago. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, uh, my my dad is from Chicago. Uh, when I was born, we moved over to East Chicago, Indiana, which is right on the border of South Chicago. Oh, I mean, okay. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a railroad track that's the divider. So you got Illinois, Indiana, the railroad track, South Chicago, East Chicago. Oh, okay. Because I was like, yeah. how could you be like? Because like you were on Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, all these shows, and I was shit. I didn't know. Uh, so geography is not my strength. Wait, he bullshits to me that he graduated six. I did class. graduate six yep. in my class. You know what? In Florida, they're morons. No, they're I, not. I got it. I was kicked out of school at sixteen, and I'm smarter than you. No, I, I really am. I'm you good know, at business. I, I, got, I, got, I got a, I got a joke for you. I got a joke for you, Ron. He said he graduated. Hey, Jimmy, it's gonna get you. He said he graduated sixth in his class, right? Yeah. That I mean that's kind of hard to do when there's only five people in the class. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I didn't graduate six in the class, but I got thrown out uh, of school. How many people do you know that got thrown out of school? I got thrown out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I like year, sophomore year, junior year, and senior year. <laughs> like when I was in high school, I got a perfect attendance award. The only days I ever missed were days where I had to go compete in in, in athletics for the school. And and I graduated really high with honors at University of Florida. I'm a fucking genius, but I'm not good in history. I know nothing about history whatsoever. No, no. Like I couldn't even pick. I probably couldn't. I could pick Illinois off of a map, but probably not Indiana. <laughs> even though they're right next to each other. Next door. My my math teacher said to me, Ron, you are so poor at math. You must learn general math, because in the world you have to count money. I said I'm going to be an actor. And my managers will count my money. So they threw me out of school. Yeah, there you go. Well, it was a little more than that. It was a little more than that. I edited it a bit. <laughs> so how's your lady? How's How your was lady? That? Uh, she's, she's great. She's at work right now. Um, You're still in love? Marriage is good? Oh, every yeah. More than ever. More Every, every, every day, every day um, I wake up next to her and I thank God I said how, how how did I how did I become so lucky why did you bless me with such a beautiful woman uh caring loving supportive 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 but you know what I love all the pictures that you guys post like, and the dog and yeah. like all I mean, just people, everything people Dallas say, and Duncan people say 
how lucky I am to have Jimmy. I said, luck had nothing to do with it. It was my looks, my body, my charm, my intelligence, and my bitchiness. Stop that. That's my <laughs> A totally gay thing. That was a gay gesture. <laughs> so gay. So you guys, anyway, anybody who didn't know now, East Chicago minute, is I'm in Indiana. It's right next door no. to Chicago. Go. Jose. Yes, sir. You talked about how wonderful she was. Did you ever look in the mirror realistically? Naked? No. You, you know, everybody look at the gift everyone says that. Get, look at the gift I'm giving her. You know, we equal. We, we, we find our own. Water seeks its level. And we do find, if we're lucky, a mate that works with us, that is us. You're handsome and terrific, and I'm sure she's beautiful and terrific. She's gorgeous. So she's gorgeous, right? Yeah. So there you go. It makes it a nice, you know. You wouldn't be yeah, with we, some ugly monster. We, we enjoy it. We enjoy it. We love we love um being with each other. And uh it took me 50 years to figure it out, but you know what? Never too late. Better late than never, you know. I mean, uh, and she's just amazing. Like I mean, I, I mean, there's things that she does. During that, with the house and the dogs, and when I'm really, really busy and I'm and I'm filming or I'm doing my construction company, she holds it down like no one ever before. And you know, That's most right. women would have been like walked away, and she is still there, still just as beautiful as the first day I met her. I love the fact though that, that like important. you know that you're pursuing your dreams in the world of film and television. Um, that you've got a successful business. I love it when you post pictures of jobs that you guys do. Like you see how beautiful work you know. Your company actually does on houses. Um, I gotta, I hate you people that you come to my home and you start a job and you don't come back. And I've oh, had no. many of them. My gardener, wait a minute, we have a lawn that looks like a jungle. Our gardener <laughs> of five years, he's with us five years, disappeared. He won't answer his phone. We can't, and we pay on time. It's like we owe money. Where did the gardener go? The fucking lawn. They're going to find us soon. You know, they yeah, find the lawn it. is like really long. And then we had this guys come in and they laid a concrete, the whole side of our house. We laid concrete, you know, to have a walkway for the dogs and to get to the backyard. Yeah. We walk through dirt. And and Ron and I both told him to put the like rebar or whatever you call it down every couple yeah, of feet. So it wouldn't crack because we have earthquakes. He said it won't. It's too thin. It won't happen. Fucking wasn't in for two weeks and the shit cracked. Oh, <laughs> And then and, and he put in, then he put in sliding glass doors in the back of the house, and he put the sliding glass doors in, and the wood cracked the wall. And then he tried he didn't fix the crack, and then he tried to paint it, and he painted it a different color. It's not even the same oh, color. Uh, and then he just disappeared. <laughs> he didn't come back to. Finish. You know, don't, don't, don't you guys wish I lived in Palm Springs? Yes, we wish you lived in Palm Springs. <laughs> you, know, you know what? The workers that come to our house, they see the cars in our driveway or in our garage. We have a very expensive Mercedes and an Audi. So right away, the price goes up. Oh, yeah. yeah. They said, if these faggots can afford these cars, they can afford <laughs> to pay us money. Then they come yeah, in. Yeah, well, you have, you, have some, you have some crooks out there. I treat every customer of mine, every client, uh, as if they're a family member, you know. And, and I know why they're calling me, because they probably got outrageous bids from other contractors. And then I get, and you know what? Here's the best part about what I do. Um, I get the bids from the other contractors. They show me, they show me the actual bid 
A lot of clients won't do that because they want to see who comes in the cheapest. But they show me these bids and I go through it. And I just, I'm like, wow, what are you guys doing? You're, you're charging them for material twice. You're only buying the material once. You're charging them three times the labor charge of the, the national average and standard in the business. And then you're charging uh, three times for disposal and removal of all the stuff that you do. When it, truly, if you get a dumpster, it's one and done. Exactly. You, you pay a, a flat you play a fat, you, you just pay a flat fee and, and for the dumpster and, and you can have it filled and taken out and dumped and bought back and fill it again. Cause you pay a, fa- a flat fee. I don't know what, I mean, so I, I see it. And then when I come in with my price, I'm usually 20, 25,000. If it's a, if it's a hundred thousand dollar job, I'm usually around 20, $22,000 cheaper than these guys. These guys are at $150,000 and people are hey, like, hey, hang on, Jose, Jose. How do people contact you to get you to do work? Let's go with that. Tell oh, us. I'm on, uh, I'm on uh, Facebook and Santiago Construction. How can we reach you? Santiago Construction yeah. on Facebook. Santiago Construction LLC on Facebook and Instagram. And then also uh, phone number is area code 219-309-3522. And that's the office okay. number. So if you guys are in this area, in that area, and you well, need Wait help. a minute. I'm, my father was in construction. So I worked at that as a kid. I know how much uh, wiring costs and plumbing should be, you know? Right. I am too old now to do anything. I can't bend down and, you know, I'm 84 soon. So we had a guy come in. You look 55. Thank you. We had a guy come in and give me an estimate to replace my kitchen sink. I already bought the sink. It comes from Italy. It's black granite and and it was expensive. It's a square sink. And it's a kitchen sink. I said, how much to put this kitchen sink in? I will remove the old sink. Or I have Jimmy pull it out. No, it's clips on right. the bottom. $2,000. $2,000 to install a sink. Yeah. Am I lying, Jim? No, he's not lying. And I, and, it's, wow. and it was a plumbing company. And the plumber said they work for – on the phone, the guy told me they work for $50 an hour. So I was like, fifty dollars an hour. You're gonna it's gonna take you. Well, he's like, gonna be there for a whole week. We're gonna be there every like yeah, forty hours. I was like, come on, like this is a couple hour job here. This is ridiculous. So uh, I, yeah, said, no, you, I said, I usually drop in like two fifty, three hundred bucks to drop in a sink. No, I said very. I was very nice and polite. I said, "Are you out of your fucking mind? Get out of my house! <laughs> Get out of my house, you fucking crook!" Yeah. Yeah, and get him out and lock the fucking door behind him. Could you believe that? It shouldn't that's be ridiculous. That, that's, that's just robbery. That's robbery. That's robbery. Everything here is like I that. Mean, though. We had a new lawn guy come the other day. Just to, to, uh, so we have a very little front yard. It, uh, it takes about to, to mow our front and backyard. Doesn't take more than ten or fifteen minutes. It's just a little teeny patch, and and they right. don't have to really do anything else. So to come. For maybe an hour a month, and they want two hundred bucks, you know, just to like run the lawnmower. I mean, it's like it's like ten by fifteen, and the backyard's about five by ten. Two little teeny yeah, patches, yeah. <laughs> and they want two hundred dollars a month. Two passes and they're done. Two yeah, passes they're, and they're done. Like literally, so everything's well, wait, let's, let's get down to business here. He didn't come here to discuss all. I know, I know. Here's what we're going to talk about. So wait, first wait, of all, are you working? Yes. Good for you. Yes, and I film, am. Film. I'm talking about film now. Yeah, actually, I'm filming. I'm filming again. Uh, we're filming a movie called The Devil's Breath. And the Devil's uh, Breath. Yes. 
breast? That devil's breath. 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 Uh, yeah, in, 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 the, in the movie, the, the devil's actually smoking throughout the whole movie. It's a character, so it's his breath. I play a um, a Colombian child trafficker who uh, later Not on. <laughs> what's that? Don't you love typecasting? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, when when they actually when they when they when they saw me, we agreed. You know, it's an independent project, so I said, okay, here's my set price for independent projects. Um, and you know, basically if anything changes, so does the price. Uh, and they're like, yeah, okay. Okay. Cause I'm probably the only named actor named named actor on this project. And when we, when we were talking, it was just, um, just a talk and, and, and a meet with the director and the writer. And they're like, okay, so we saw, we, we, and I know they haven't seen any of my work. So they said, oh, we saw your, some of your work. And I said, oh yeah. What'd you like about it? You know, <laughs> kind of like. Yeah, that kind of fucked them up. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, their response is like everybody else's. What would you like about it? I mean, your look, your look, your voice. I'm like, you can do that right the fuck now. And I'm doing, we're talking right in person. So, you know, but I, I you know, it's, it's, it's okay. So I went on board and um, I was only supposed to do two scenes. I was only supposed to do two days of work, make my money, two scenes and get out. Right. The director loved it so much. The first two days that he saw, he's like, fuck, we got to, we got to, we got to write more storyline for this guy and introduce him into throughout the movie instead of just the single, the lead character. And the lead character is a younger gentleman, you know, he's a lot younger than me. He's in his twenties. Um, but they were like, they, they, I guess they, they auditioned much, multiple people for this role and it didn't kind of work out. But when they, they, when I brought the character to life, they were like, holy fuck. So now. It's been four days of shooting, two more days uh, this weekend, and um, a jet scene where I'm coming off a jet uh, at O'Hare Airport, getting into a Bentley or a Rolls Royce, one of the two. Uh, I mean, it's just the, the guy is a Colombian boss, and you know, it, it's just been it's it's uh, it's great. You know, I haven't stopped working, uh, and I thank God for that too. You know, my my business was slow in the winter, but acting picked up. Um, business is starting to boom now. And acting still going, you know. I'm just, I just keep, I just keep things going. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've been busy uh, with the IMDb. Um, I don't, really, I haven't really put anything on there because I don't like have that kind of time. I, I got to get someone to do that for me. Uh, all my projects and all my commercials. My, I just did the Aldi's Chef commercial. Yeah, um, I wrote that down. Aldi's Chef. I said you were a chef in a Best Foods commercial. Hellman's mayonnaise, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Uh, we watch all these. So I didn't even know, like, I didn't have all these in Florida, and I don't think we had it in Pennsylvania when we lived in Pennsylvania. Had but what? all these is here. The all these, the grocery store. That's that grocery store that we see. The commercial comes on a fucking million times a day. Yeah, uh, that's the one. Well, wait then, a minute, Jose. Unfortunately, we don't earn enough money to support ourselves like we want to. So we all have to have a sideline. I did hair right. for years. I was a hairstylist. I worked in beauty salons. And I used to run. For That's why your hair looks so you know, fabulous. I don't know. But I used to run for go And I used to run, you know, I did a lot of broad, uh, stage work. So in New York, it was easy. But right, it, it's a rotten business. I want to tell everybody out there, if you think you're going to be an actor and tomorrow have the money Brad Pitt has, keep playing no. with it. Keep playing yeah. with it. Yeah. It ain't going to happen. Uh, you know, I, I tell people that all the time. They ask me all the time, how do you keep working? How are how are you still working and everybody else is out of work? I said, well, here's here's my thing. 
I didn't sit on a picket line like everybody else and oh oh I stand with let me let me let me just make this clear and I'm probably gonna get reamed and chewed out for it but I, I really don't give a fuck. Right. Um here's the thing. Here's the thing. When SAG went on strike, everybody said, come on out and support and stand in unity and solidarity. Stand in unity and solidarity for what? I don't believe SAG has ever called me to offer me a role, to get me an audition, to get me a walk-on, to get me a series regular, to get me anything, 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 anything. I do know that SAG dips into my paychecks every time I get paid. But yet I am going to go stand with an association that, you know, if I want to do that, I'd go back to New York and go back to Puerto Rico and deal with the Italian and Puerto Rican mob. That's how I look at it. So while while they were standing there and out there picketing and yeah, yeah, I was working. See, I'm a publicist, so I produce a ton of films. Ron acts in a ton of films. We have the show, obviously, and then you know I have a, I'm a publicist, so like I, I I'm working in it. So I I was busy as shit during the SAG trike, you know. And instead of working yeah. with actors, I worked with musicians. Um, See, yeah. I I was raised by my father, who was very important in the Painters Decorator Union. So <clears throat> I know what the union does for its workers. Yeah. Years and years ago, the Italians were thought of like, I guess, the Mexicans are today, okay? They were not respected. They were guineas. They were greasers. They were dagos. They were whatever they were. And they were treated like illiterates. My father, being Italian and living in America, used to do speeches to all the union members to solidate, to get together, to not let these bastards take your money do nothing for you. So my father was a union man because he said, without the union, my workers would be working 24 hours a day without safety measures and without, in other words, no benefits, nothing. So the right. one thing about our union is if we're old, we can go in the home. When we're old, we will get money. If a, a production company is fucking us over and treating us poorly, we report it to the union and the union finds them. So there are so many wonderful things that the union does to protect us. That's why I was with the union and Fran Drescher, because what they were right. trying to do was wrong. They wanted to steal your image. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the AI. They're doing that now. They're doing it now. They're doing it now. They're allowing it. Uh, SAG-AFTRA is Tyler Perry just went on uh, on an interview and he was supposed to make uh, build this eight hundred million dollar not uh, doing place. it no and he said why do I have to do it when everything is generated through AI now I'll just use that which means eight hundred no million pays for look, right and look at all the people nope. out of work everybody's out of work yeah, yeah. Well, everybody's out of work so I mean. Everybody's back in Chicago. They're back on the TV shows. Everybody's happy. And God bless them. And I, I wish them nothing but the best. You know, I, I'll never take anything away from them. I decided to do SAG FICOR because, you know, um, almost everybody SAG. No, like all of our friends who do all the indie films are all SAG FICOR. You have to be. Yeah. What am I going to do? Honestly, honestly, Ron, you know, what am I going to do with a, a, a $13 SAG residual check? Come on. I mean, Sometimes 69 cents. You know what? I tell them you can take that check 
shine it up really nice and shove it right up your ass. I don't need it. You know, I mean, give it, give it to somebody who needs it because when I did a show and I made $5,000 and you replayed it, and instead of me getting a residual of 3000 or 4000 a percentage of my show, I got $169. Yeah, how that about a friend of mine that got a check for 60 cents? And she, he, just, he just said he got one too. Wait, 60 cents, and she went and put it in Lucite and has it in a den for a joke. Because people walk yeah. in and say, you worked for 60 cents? She said, well, yeah. it's a residual. That's no, I residual think, checks. I think, uh, you know, I'm doing both because I do indie films. Um, I'm working on one now that it won't will only go through just it has to go through SAG because of the people that are in it. But we won't use any of the other unions, you know, but right. I did. A, I did an indie. I did an indie pilot, a TV pilot, and I went through all three unions and SAG really messed, you know, messed me up because they made me pay oh, the yeah. salaries. They put my SAG deposit, you know, was half the budget of the movie. And I had to give the deposit and pay the actors, and it took six months to get the money back. I mean, and I have a friend who did an $11 million movie who had to put up like $2.5 million to SAG, and it took two years for him to get his deposit back. Those are the kind of things I don't like. Well, that's yeah. you know, you're supposed to get it back in 90 days, you know, and you're waiting years, you know, to get your money back. That's, that's the bad. people they hire. That's the mistake they make. They don't hire the right people in the offices. But you see, right. I, they got the wrong people in the seats. I yes. have no problem getting work. I get work all the time because I sleep with the producer. Yeah, there you go. Now, now, see, I, I, I told Melinda she needs to become a, a producer and a director. And I bet you I'd be working every day. Yeah, that's how, that's how you get work. You just sleep with the producer. I actually have some stuff that once once I get to the point, I should share it with you. I'll share it with you, the deck and stuff. But I have a couple of things I think you would be good Are for. you ever going to work with me, Jose? Are we going to ever work with you? I told you guys. I told you guys I'm ready to come out. Play a tough guy. I want him know. to be in my werewolf movie, Dog Moon. Oh, good. Uh, which is, I mean, you know, I, I play movie. tough all the time when I'm on screen. You know what? We were just talking about that. It's funny you say that, Jimmy, because the other day we were watching something and um, I said, you know what? She goes, What would you want to be? A, a vampire? I said, Werewolf. She's like, Why not a vampire? I said, because I get to watch everybody I love die, and I keep fucking living. So you guess what? As a werewolf, I get to fucking wolf out, get crazy, get all hairy, chew some shit up, wake up somewhere naked, and start all over again. Actually, I'm I'm doing what I, I'm not doing it yet, but I've been brought on to produce a big werewolf vampire uh, movie, big with really big A list people. Um, I don't know how the casting and the, what the roles are for that, so I don't know if I could get you. I can get you in my movie, but that one I'm just producing, so I'm not yeah, sure. And I, I can't play a werewolf because it's too physical. For me. He's going to play a vampire. Hopefully. I'm a vampire because being oh, a you're, you're, you're going to make a beautiful vampire. Oh, it's I'm a cool. fucking vampire. Wait. I might even tell you to bite my fucking neck. Fuck it. <laughs> no, no, I'm starring in a movie called O Negative. Typo and, Negative. Typo Negative, and I play a very sophisticated vampire who's a homosexual, and he has a daughter now who is learning to be a vampire. The script wow. is probably the most brilliant script I have ever read about a horror movie. I think it's too intelligent for the audience. It may not even work because it's way too sophisticated. Well, they'll, they'll get it. They'll get it. Trust me. I mean, oh, well, we've really? had the vampires. He we've he had the movies with the vampires that come in and they're they're crazy yeah. and they're, they're psychotic. But... Uh, and, uh, it, an intellectual 
intelligent fucking vampire movie where the vampire is not only handsome like yourself, but smooth, suave. Smooth and sophisticated. That's that's what he takes me to turn the genre to. He takes his daughter to a mysterious land where the vampires are had to learn. It's it's really a, a, a I can't wait to do it. And I don't I'm really give a shit it. about most of the stuff I do, you know. I really don't care. But this right, I really right. care about. So here's a film I want to talk about from you because that was so this is your third time on, I think. And we've never been able yes. to play a clip of anything, but I actually went on YouTube and downloaded the clip, the allowed? trailer. Yeah. I I, I I couldn't do a clips from like his big TV series or anything because they will they, you know, they, YouTube them, bans us, but I'm pretty sure what happened in Danville is a film. And uh, I know you're in the trailer because I saw your picture at the beginning of it. I didn't even watch it, but I saw you at the beginning of it. And I, I don't yeah. think YouTube will shut us down so we can actually play it just so we can promote something you're in. So tell us what's what happened in Danville. Tell us a little bit about it. Oh, uh, that was years ago. That I, I played a uh, – oh, how can you oh, say it? Oh, it says but Yeah. About, well, no, no. That's when they released it. It was done in 2018, 2017. Something like that. All right. Um, I guess this is the trailer from What Happened in Danville. I play a character, Greg, who is in a mental institution. And you'll see why. He's kind of mentally unstable. I just feel like you wouldn't believe me. So for me to sit here and talk about it, This makes you sound crazy. This makes you sound crazy. This makes you sound crazy. You don't seem crazier than this. It's all like much of a lie. This makes you sound crazy. This makes you sound crazy. This makes you sound crazy. I'd say his account is the only one we can trust. Makes me sound crazy. I don't believe I'm crazy, which makes me sound just as crazy. It just doesn't make sense. I lived a normal life, did normal things, felt normal every day. Why am I crazy now? Yeah. see that trailer well that's pretty cool i'm glad they uh they finally got it out <laughs> i'm just waiting for you guys to get back on because i can't see you guys i can see myself but i don't want to see myself all right it looks like we're still waiting for them to come back so we're gonna go ahead and, and take a music break and we'll be right back
for your eyes to meet and then your heart knows in a moment you will never be There they go. Hey, everybody, we apologize. I don't know how much we missed, but uh, the fucking dog actually, like, you unplugged. Don't say fucking dog. Right? <laughs> Our beautiful dog, Brandy, who now is not in the room any longer, unplugged us. Um, <laughs> That's why mine are outside over over there in the living room. Uh, ours, ours are usually they just sit here, but she's going crazy. So I want to go back, though, talk about the movie because I do want to play the trailer for people to see. Play the trailer. Why won't him tell us about right. it? So, uh, Danville, uh, we shot that back in 2015 or or 2017. Wow. It came out late. Yeah. Yeah, it did come out late. There was a lot of uh, issues with post-production. Uh, to, uh, uh, Ke- uh, Kenny uh, was amazing uh, directing it. Uh, he's a really good guy. And the, the cast that he put together for it was beyond what I expected. So when, of course, he asked me to be a part of this, he goes, well, have you ever? I goes. I always. I know you always play the the bad guy, the 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 tough guy, the the, the cartel. He goes. Can you play a mental patient? And I said, Well, I mean, I I live in the United States of America. I mean, that's you got to be pretty crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I don't think there's much acting in that. But when I when he gave me the the guy's name, Greg, and and his background, I'm like, okay. So this guy is like mentally disturbed, bipolar, a, a paranoid schizophrenic. Um, has has murderous intentions. Um, so and, and and you know he he's a bully. He's this guy's a bully. So when I saw who I who my who my uh, uh, counterpart was the the lead actor, um, I was like, okay. So let me see. Let me fill the guy out. Ah oh, man, I can't remember his name. It's been so long. I can't remember his name. Uh, Dar- Darcy Darcy. He's he's uh, he's. Uh, I don't know if he's from England or Australia, but he's, he's got no, the accent. No, Darcy. No, we don't know. The name Darcy, yes. I, I know, know, but that's different. Yeah, he's out there. He's out there in California. And this is a guy. Oh, it's not Darcy Donner? No, it's not Darcy Donner. Yeah. So, so when I met him, we sat down, we talked, we went over a couple things, and and the guy just had a really good vibe. Young guy, smooth, good-looking kid, man. And I said, you know what? Let's have fun with this. So we brought Greg to life. Greg bullies uh uh, Dan, Dan, Daniel, Daniel from Danville is kind of ironic, but Greg bullies him throughout the whole show. Once Daniel is locked up in this institution and he wakes up there and he, he's seen some things that nobody else has seen. Cause I've been in there for a long time. So here's the new guy and everybody's catering and curdling to him. So, so Greg starts to bully him. Um, and then there's, there's outbreaks and there's, there's fights, there's uh, threats there's a, I even got a little bit of comical, um, uh, a couple comical scenes in there where you, it's funny, but it's an ass. You're an asshole, funny. You know that was just wrong, but it's funny, you know, because he's an asshole. Um, so, 
And at the end, when you saw me with my hands in the air and, and it's bleeding, um, I got tired of asking the lunch patron for seconds and thirds of a dessert. So I got my own dessert. I love it. He's just, so here's what I want to do. So one, what we want to do is it's called What Happened in Danville. Will you just introduce it? We're going to play the trailer, and after that, we'll come back. You got it. All right, guys, here's a movie I was in, uh, What Happened in Danville. Check it out. I just feel like you wouldn't believe me. So for me to sit here and talk about it, this makes you sound crazy. This makes you sound crazy. This makes you sound crazy. You don't seem crazier than this. It's all like much of a liar. This makes you sound crazy. This makes you sound crazy. I'd say his account is the only one we can trust. I don't believe I'm crazy, which makes me sound just as crazy. It just doesn't make sense. I lived a normal life, did normal things, felt normal every day. Why am I crazy now? Yeah. great looks good looks like it has a story which i like yeah it does there's, there's a big backstory to it. it it comes up to date to where we're all in the mental institution yeah because half of these horror movies haven't got stories they're just chopping right. cut, and that's boring as all hell boring as yeah. all hell. <clears throat> i know like i i like love it i think it's fun it said it said it came out in february that's why i thought it was kind of recent but now that I looked at the trailer after seeing you now and, and following all your Facebook, you're a lot more buff now than you were then. Yeah, actually, I, that was I was two hundred. I was uh, two hundred and thirty pounds back then. And how much do you weigh now? Now I am a whopping two hundred and four pounds. There you go. So yeah, that's twenty six pounds. Yeah, because you're and, way and, more buff. And how tall are you? Five ten. Where is Danville? In the chat room, they're asking if it's Danville, California. Where's Danville? Danville is uh, actually in, it, it's in the state of Illinois. It's uh, okay. su- southern Illinois. And is there a real man? Is there a real mental institution in Danville? I'm sure. Uh, there's one in Joliet. That's where we okay. film in Joliet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like love it. I think that's fun. I just love those kind of movies. So, so wait, so how come you didn't invite us to the red carpet? Must not have had one. I didn't even know it was out. <laughs> I don't I don't ever I don't ever um after I, I this is just this is just me personally. Uh after I get done with a film or 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 a project, um I I I'll post it a little bit to to get the the wheels turning and, and get the momentum going for it. But I normally I normally don't go to red carpets as well in Chicago because they're, they're a joke. They're not like the ones that we did. I went with you guys that you guys were a part of. Those were amazing. If, if you came to one in Chicago, kind of be like, I don't know. We met him. What carpet did we meet you at? Uh, uh, Nation's fire. Nation's fire. That's the one where we were also doing Nam, And so we ran back. We didn't watch the whole movie because we didn't get a chance. Right. That's the one starring Lorena. Right. You were going back and forth. You guys were going back yeah. and forth. 
we were going back and forth to Nam with all the rock stars, and I was and I was working red carpets there. And you worked with our buddy Lorene. No, he's not in it. He was just there. Oh, just he there. was just a red carpet. I met him on the carpet because because they were, weren't letting him take his picture. They weren't letting him go in the front of the line of the picture after he'd been in all these big things. And so I was like, hey, you guys, this guy was on Chicago Fire and Chicago PD. Fucking let him in the line. Don't fuck with him. <laughs> yeah, he and did. And we got our picture and me and me and Ron. We we had our little interview. It yeah, was, it was great. Your guys, is, your guys' stuff. So I normally don't do those things anymore, but like. Uh, for this this devil's breath, they're having a, they're gonna have a, they will have a big red carpet uh, when it's all said and done out of post and then they get ready to release it. Um, so I will be a part of that red carpet. Uh, you know, I, I gotta really believe in the project to, and, and who else who who better to know what it's gonna look like or what it's gonna turn out to be like more than the actual actors on scene. Um, I've done multiple, you guys see my IMDb. I've done multiple projects. A lot of them, uh, I haven't heard anything from, I haven't seen anything from. So, you know, I guess they say, well, you got to get your feet wet. So, well, you know, I, I'm half Mexican, so I'm already a wetback too. So, I mean, I don't know what they want, how much more wetter they want me to get. You know? <laughs> uh, but I can say that. And people say, oh, I can't believe he just say that. And I can't believe it's not butter, but it is. So That's, right. That's uh, the same thing we call ourselves. We say fag or something. You know, we're fags. We can say that. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I, I actually love the red carpet. I absolutely love the red carpet, so don't get me wrong. Um, I am looking forward to making Melinda's very first red carpet appearance seem like a dream to her. She's never been on one. Um, she's not thrilled about the ones here in Chicago. Like I said, they're, they're kind of iffy, you know, eh, whatever. Uh, well, but we, like the ones listen, in LA. We, we have some of those shitty carpets here too. I mean, we, we, oh, we, yeah. went, we went to one not long ago. It was freezing cold. They wouldn't let us in the movie theater. And, and half of these broads were naked. Their nipples were so hard. I mean, they was popping through their gowns. It was so cold. And oh, wow. every carpet, it was a piece yeah, of was, white yeah. paper. Red it, was, paper. it was shitty. There was no Getty. I mean, you need Getty in. You just know, to be it was just there. junk. And we so got pissed off. Getty, 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 Getty was uh, very, they were very good to me when I was actually out there. And it was funny because after your red carpet, when I was in LA, when I met you, you guys, and um, the first time, and we talked and we had a great time. After that red carpet at Nation's Fire, I then went in. Ended up, I don't know how, man. I, I I was at a theater just to watch this film and support friends who were who were on it, uh, independent. And when I got there, I'm just standing there. I'm just standing behind the line, you know, and just waiting to get into into the theater. And a guy came up to me like, "Hey, what's going on, man? I don't, I didn't know this guy. You know, what I mean, I don't, I didn't know who he was. So you know, kind of like step back a little bit, like take, you know, I'm I'm being precautious, you know, so." And he's like, man, I I love your work, dude. And he goes, I, and I think I thought he had me mistaken with somebody in the film. Um, <laughs> and I so I told him, I said, dude, I'm I'm not in this film. I'm just a guest. He's like, no, man. He goes, you're Johnny Marquez. You're Jose Santiago, the, the Latino Pacino from Chicago. He goes, man, I want to get you. I want to I want to talk to you. So then he pulled me aside and we did a little talk and a little interview. And next thing you know, this lady grabbed me. She put me in 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 line for the red carpet. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like. You got to get your picture taken by her. I'm like, but I'm not in the movie. She's like, just, and it, and it went from there. I mean, I went to that red carpet. Then I was uh, uh, invited to two more red carpets all before the time I the time span that I was going to leave. I was like, yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot going on when you were here. It's called networking. 
I, I've had that happen. So has Jimmy. In fact, some guy came up to us at one of the red carpets. He said, oh, I want you and Jimmy in a movie. I said, Jimmy and I in a movie. He said, yeah, I want you to play ourselves. Yeah, we're going to be playing ourselves. We're playing ourselves. Because in it, there's... Oh, all- there you go. Well, that's not going to be hard to do. It's well, going to be going to kill it. No. We're gonna we're gonna play podcasters in the movie, and we're podcasters. So I said now, to so. them, I said, I hope you're not expecting an R rating. If we're in the movie, you're not getting an R rating. <laughs> no, <laughs> or a like, G rating. You're not getting a no, G rating. Like, like, double X, triple X. We're, we're planning. I don't know when we're planning on moving because we're gonna move, you know, back to the East Coast and kind of be bi coastal, but. If if we're still here, and I'll know, like like around September, you guys should plan to come out and go to the big Halloween bash at Madame Tussauds. It's a big red carpet thing. Lots of celebrities yeah, go that's to a it. Good one. We usually sponsor it, um, so we sponsor it, and, and it's done well. And, it's fun. and then you guys always come out. Favorite, her favorite holiday is Halloween. She ours is Halloween. minus two, so it's a Halloween party. It's a red carpet. Lots of celebrities they do go. A beautiful job, with it. and it's at Madame Tussauds. So around September time, if, if we're sponsoring it and everything, and for sure we're going because we're not moving back to the East Coast before then. Um, we will. You guys should just fly out for like two days and just go to it because it's a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. Where are you now? Chicago, East Chicago, Illinois. You're freezing I mean, your ass off. Well, no, actually, I'm, I'm in southern. I'm in southern Indiana, Hebron, Indiana. Okay, he's in Indiana. but it's okay. cold there. Also, what are you doing there? It's so cold. Uh, you know what? I, I asked myself the same question. What before I met Melinda, I was already bags packed, ready to get out of here, head down to Texas, Arizona, and then I met her, and you know, I that just fucking all went up in smoke, and now I'm still here. <laughs> How cold is it? Cold in the right now. Right now, it's 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 twenty nine degrees. Well, that's not that. Yesterday bad. It was 70, 71. Yeah, so weird weather. I New like York, it. the same yeah. thing. It was sixty nine a couple of days ago. So you guys, oh, New York is, is even worse. The guys, even worse. You guys, if you want to follow Jose on Instagram, he's at official underscore Jose Santiago Junior. Um, uh, he, you can definitely find him on Facebook. He's and watch Santi's. his new movie. It looks good. Yeah, folks. watch. I don't know if it's actually out when it comes out. It looks interesting. I hope when I see it, I don't say eh. But am I going to say eh when I see it? Well, well I don't know. I mean, all I, all I all I was there for was my scenes, my parts. I wasn't there for the whole movie. I don't know what they did. <laughs> no, I don't know what the before. Your, yeah. your part is interesting because yeah, you, you look good. You in know, it. crazy people are always wonderful on screen. You know that. I'd love to play I, crazy. I, I, I took um, I took I took Jack Nicholson from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, right? And I took Negan Negan from The Walking Dead, and I combined them into Make Greg. I love Negan. There you go. I would love to get uh, Negan on. But our show, it looks actually. like, as I said, the storyline. I wrote it in my mind, so it may not be what I wrote, but I wrote it as being something I would like to see. And I think all of you out there should see it and let us know what you think. So I, we, have like, we have like four right. minutes left, and I, I'm sure I ask you this every time, and might have changed though. So bucket list, male and female, that person you've never worked with that you think would be great to work with, and if you could have ever been in any movie that's ever been made, what movie would you want to be in? And let's see. If uh, bucket list. I, I would love. I would love to work with uh, Keanu Reeves and Pacino. Two yeah, guys. Two good right ones. There. Um, uh, females. I would have to. I mean, she's she's passed on now. Raquel Welch was. Uh, yeah, I would have loved to work. I with I invited her on the show, uh, and they fucking home. said she would never do a show like that. <laughs> Raquel Welch. Welch. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. told us no way. I, 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 I met her. For, I for females her. today, I would have to say. 
I, I, I'm a fan of, um, I, uh, shit. Dry, now I got to drew a blank. Hang on a second. Uh, oh my God. I can't, she, I just watched her show, man. And I was like, man, I, 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 I can see working with her. Um, the blonde girl, she's, uh, uh, she played in this new, new Netflix series, Molly Singer. She's kind of quirky comedian. Um, uh, I can't remember. I met Raquel Welch, and she wasn't really nice. And she was drunk. No, no, she was drunk, and she wasn't nice to a group of us. We were at an award. Rita Moreno. I would love to work with Rita Moreno. Wow. She Who? Rita Moreno is a cool I one. I love her. Are you kidding? She's yeah. And if I, if I had a choice to be in any movie, I would love, I would have loved to be in the old, uh, the old Westerns. Uh, big Clint Eastwood fan. Uh, love Clint Eastwood. Um, and the story behind the, the, the mule and don't let the old man in by Toby Keith was amazing. Uh, rest in peace to Toby and his family and his condolences. But yeah, I found out a lot about Clint Eastwood, why he is the way he is. And he's still pushing at at 90 something years old. He told Toby when he was going to create a a song for the movie, he goes, give me some ideas. And he was, "How, how did you last this long in the business? He said, I didn't let the old man in. And that's how Toby Keith came out with a song. It was an amazing tribute. That's yeah. No, you know what, Ron? You look great. You look great. You look fabulous. I don't care what I look like. It's up here. I am so pissed off at this bullshit they're doing with Trump and Biden, with the age thing. I think it's horrible. They're teaching the young people that we 80-year-olds have no value. And they're showing it. That's wrong. They're showing it to us. They're mean to us. They're come on, y'all, fuck, move. Things like yeah, that. Yeah, no. Ron goes yeah, off on people. They generation. do it. He just shits around. I him. mean, you know, Renee Taylor. You know who she is? No. She played the the, the, the mother on the nanny, Fran Drescher's mother. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know Renee. Renee is ninety. She's got all her marbles. She's working. You know how many actors and actresses at ninety or I I'm, I'm going to be eighty-four. I'm working. So that's bullshit about if once you go to the last quarter of your life, you're finished. Maybe Biden will shot. I think he's just starting. Yeah, well. You know, but that's that's, that's what happens. Not everybody. That doesn't mean everybody is. You don't have to lump everybody together. Yeah, just because he's shot doesn't mean we're shot. Trump doesn't look shot. Trump is no. a whatever, and 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 look at Clint Eastwood exactly. He didn't let 93, 93, 93, and he's finishing up a movie as we speak. We only have like one more minute, but do you know Robert Lasardo? Have you ever worked with Robert Lasardo? Do you know who he is? Robert Lasardo is a very good friend of mine. We try, we talk all the time on the phone. I haven't worked with him yet, but that's been uh, that's been in the in the making for a long time. Here we for love to put the two of you guys, and we love Robert Lasardo. He was on the show. We he texts me all the time. With- I'm working. With oh yeah, he's him. awesome. He's amazing. He's amazing. I, I love his aura. I love, I love everything about him. We've we've met up a couple times in L.A. He's the coolest guy yeah, I can't ever. Wait to work. I cannot wait to work with. Him. Well, I love him. I'll tell you what. You want me for a werewolf movie? You let me know. I don't well, I'm definitely going to let you know because yeah. I, I really do. Everybody, this is like no bullshit. You know, we've we've met in person. We were friends on social media. Really, one of my favorite people in the business because he's no bullshit and. Everybody else is so full of shit. He's a regular guy. Uh, he's a regular guy, and he's got a beautiful, beautiful wife. He's got dogs. They're beautiful. Watch it with the beautiful wife. Why? You might not be that gay, so watch it with the oh, I'm, I'm, 
And Jose's going to have to kick the shit out yeah. of you. So please, please, please give our best to Melinda and your brother for his birthday. We want to thank you for coming on the show today. And we will definitely be in touch. And anytime you need anything, give me a call. I got you guys. Thank you. I love you. I love you. Be safe. Bye-bye. Happy visit. Happy visit, Jose. Bye-bye. He's so cool. We want to give a shout-out to Sherry Nelson is in the chat room. Who? Sherry Nelson. Sherry Nelson? Dad, we love you, Sherry. No, I'm, not, no I'm never speaking to you again, Sherry Nelson. And also... Uh, no, I'm mad at Sherry Nelson because she hasn't come to see me. Oh, well, I didn't really give her a date. So it's my fault. No. Well, whoever it is, it stinks. <laughs> That's my fault, not her fault. And also, uh, Diane is in there. Diane who? Diane Repetto. Oh, the one hey, with Diane, the, pink the hair. The one with the pink? Yeah. I, think, I, I think that pink hair is so revolting, I can't even speak to her. But you love her. No, I don't. Not with the pink hair. What is she, 19? <laughs> a woman of her age with pink hair is Looks hideous. fun. No, it's not fun. It's sad. Uh, no, it's fun. No, be it's nice. I can't be nice. I, I don't love her. Yes, you do. I love, I love Brandy, but I don't love her. <laughs> yeah, we hope Brandy's doing good. Please send her our best. Um, <clears throat> she went and made her hair pink and broke my heart. Right, Astro? No. Diane, we love you. No, we don't, don't love listen you. to him. Do we love it? Do, Astro, do we love Diane with pink hair? Doesn't Look, matter if she has pink hair. No. You just love Diane. No, I just think I can't get I can't get past the pink hair. Okay, but that's okay. She knows what I mean. I love her. Of course I love her. There you go. But um, not, not with pink hair. I'm, not, I'm never going to speak to you again with pink hair. Yes, you will, because you'll no, see her at events. I told her, become a gorgeous, gorgeous redhead. You look so beautiful with red hair. You look classic, elegant, beautiful, fabulous. Gorgeous. The pink hair, she looks like she belongs in Clown Motel 3. <laughs> All right, now we're going to bring on our next guest. Let's bring him in. Hey, Lee, how you doing? Hey, guys, how are you? Fantastic. Oh, I love it. So where actually are you? I'm going to introduce you in a minute, but like, where actually are you? Are, do you live in L.A.? No, I'm out of L.A. Finally, I, uh, I finally extricated myself from, from California. Oh, good, yeah. good for you. Where yeah. do you extricate yeah, yourself yeah. to? I'm sitting down here. Uh, wh where are you actually located? I'm in Texas now. And oh, you're in Texas. Hanging out down here, fishing, getting fat. Good. There you go. I like, love it. Yeah. I think that's fabulous. Oh. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, uh, stuntman, actor, the original Ghostface, Lee Waddell. Hello, and is that how I pronounce it? Welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You did good. Yeah, you're, you're spot on. Man, they, thanks, they, for, thanks for having me on. These whoppers were on Jimmy's desk, and they were yelling, eat me, eat me. <laughs> I have to have one because I'm, I'm a – Candy free. So, Lee, we have a chat room full of people. Please say hi to everybody in the chat room. Just say hi to everybody in the chat hey, room. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. We're having a great time here. We'll see where this crazy conversation is going to go. So, who knows? Absolutely. And then, uh, and then we have one uh, super like horror fan, and her name is Dawn. And I'm sure she's gone back and watched Scream, all your Scream movies uh, before she came on. So, just say hi to Dawn because. She loves it when we get our celebrity guest to, to say hello. Hey, Don. Thanks for being a, being the uh, the super fan. There you go. I love it. So you guys can follow Lee. He's on Instagram at the underscore Lee underscore Waddell, W-A-D-D-E-L-L. Uh, -E oh, there you go. He put it up on the screen for everybody. Um, you can also go to originalghostface.com. So I have to tell you, until I uh, – uh, I didn't know that, so, that, that there was people playing Ghostface – 
uh, like actual actors, you know, playing Ghostface. And First tell, of all, what does Ghostface look like? Uh, Ghostface looks like, well, I can't, if you don't know, I can't tell you. Ghostface is... <laughs> is that that long, skinny white, white face? White face, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I didn't know that Ghostface had an actor who played Ghostface, uh, even though I've seen all the movies and, and I'm friends with almost everybody in the horror world. So you're like one of the people I've never met. And, and so I was super excited. And really, uh, I saw a post because you're going to be doing Skate to Hell and we're friends with all the people that are doing that film, Joe Kelly and everybody. And oh. I saw he... He, he put it up. So I actually went online and Googled you. Who's the original Ghostface and read all about you and found it. And that's when I found you on Instagram to come on. Because I was like, I can't believe I don't know this guy. Because literally, like, I'm friends with Pinhead, Freddy Krueger. We've had everybody on our show. And so I was like, we got to get this guy on the show. I'm super, like, excited. I even I, I collect action figures. And I have, like, like hundreds of thousands of dollars of action figures and stuff everywhere. So I have all these Scream Ghostface dolls and stuff, never knowing that you're actually the person – you know, who was Ghostface. So I'm super excited to have you on. Uh, and I think it's really cool. And we'll talk about other stuff too. But since Ron knows, so you're doing a movie, Skate to Hell, and a lot of our friends are actually in and it. Joe and Joe Kelly, I've done a few of his movies. He's the nicest guy to work with. He's so kind and easygoing and sweet. There's no problem with him. You'll never have a problem with Joe Kelly. He's the best. I call him my son. So, you guys, here's who's going to be in, in Skate to Hell with with our guest, Lee Waddell. Uh, Robert Lasarda, who he's a really good friend of ours. Scott Schwartz is a friend of ours. They've both been on the show. Todd Bridges. Eileen Dietz has been on the show. She's a friend of ours. Douglas Tate's a friend of ours. Uh, Mason Reese, I haven't met, but we're Facebook friends. John Dugan, Brett Wagner's been on the show. And Ziggy and Paul Gunner in it. <laughs> Oh, my uh, best friend. Ziggy is Joanne Heckman, but she goes by my Ziggy. Best. They were our guests last week, actually, on the oh, show. They are so crazy. You're going to love them. She's crazy. Yeah. Off the ship. And so I know, of, I know a bunch of that cast, right? And, and uh, you know, me and Brett knock around a little bit when we're out there on the convention circuit and hanging out. And the same with, uh, with yeah, Douglas Tate. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be a great time. Um, I don't know if we'll actually get anything filmed, but we'll definitely have some laughs. So is it? I'm telling you, you, you're working with some really great people, nice people. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Kind, kind people. Let me ask you a question. Wasn't wasn't Brett? He was. He's like. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he's the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? He's Leatherface, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, because I was. Wait, really what part do you play in this movie, Joe's movie? Joe's not. Joe's a producer on it. It's not his movie. He's just one of the producers oh, on it. Oh, I thought it was. But Joe's Joe. been. But Joe's the advertisement of the movie is what. Oh, what I made me want to like get I him. I thought Joe was. Gonna no, it's not. It's, I forgot movie. whose whose movie is Skate the yeah, Hell. Whose you movie know. Is it? Uh, Sean C. Sean, uh, Sean C. Uh, Phillips. Phillips. Oh yeah. So Sean's been on our show too. <laughs> All of them have made it. So I like love it. So let's. So what part do you play? I'm supposed to be uh, Brett Wagner's his character. Uh, my understanding, I hadn't seen the sides yet of the script, but uh, I'm supposed to be like Brett's sidekick at the, at the skateboard shop. So I like love it. That's my that's my understanding of it as of right now. But I hadn't I hadn't seen this you know the, the script on it yet. So and, and who knows by the time we get around to it, it'll probably change and, and all this other good stuff. So <clears throat> Diane's in the chat room because she says she's working on the film and that Joe's actually a character in the movie. So Joe's actually going to be a character in the movie. Joe Kelly, yeah. Uh, we love him. He, he does those clown motel movies that are not really great, but they're so much fun. We have a blast. You oh, know, doing, and, Ron, and Ron's in two of them. I'm, I'm the, we're shooting the next one in August, and I'm excited about it because 
each time he did this film, he got better. And believe it or not, the third doesn't match the first. The first is really off the wall. But the third, from the script and everything, is going to be very, very sensible. I, like, love it. And it's good. It's a lot of fun to be back out in front of the the camera again, you know, just acting and having fun. And there's no pressure on it. There's no stress. I'm not falling on my head. Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying these small bit parts. They're just a lot of fun and enjoyable. And, you know, everybody has a great attitude and we're having fun. That's the main thing is have a great time. So do you? I only do those cameo things for my good friends. Otherwise, I wouldn't. Absolutely. I, 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 I can't do little movies because it doesn't pay for me uh, in any way. For him, too. Sure like they got to spend money because they got to fly him well, in. He doesn't yeah. live in LA. <laughs> no, it's not only that. It's that it takes a lot out of us now. At my age, anyway, at 83, takes a lot out of me. So for me to go on a set and, and go through all the motions of a great big movie on a little movie, it, it, it you understand. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been on both. You know, I've been on the biggest productions of, you know, whatever. Now I own Actually, do. I want to brag for you, because anybody who doesn't know who you are, because I'm actually almost ashamed that I didn't, because I'm friends with Clyde Barker. I knew every, I know everybody in horror. I used to be a celebrity clothing designer, and I would go... In horror, in not horror. in horror. How do you say horror? Uh, horror. Horror. See, he, he says it like He makes it me. sound like horror. No. Uh, horror. <laughs> Well, and, then, and that's a true statement within itself now, isn't it? Oh, yes. Right. No, Lee, Lee, we had a very major movie star on our show. And he said, uh, well, I know that you're a very famous whore. And she said, what? <laughs> and no. I said, he says, horror, whore. So in the meantime, whore. so... Uh, she wow. thought he called her a whore. Our, sh- our, show is 16, <laughs> our show is 16 years old. And when I started it, I was a celebrity clothing designer. And I used to go to conventions and give away clothes to get the people to come on the show. And that's how it built really quick. Cause I had only been on the air for about th- three months and I had like Doug Bradley and Malcolm McDowell and Lance Hendrickson and all these huge people and, and, and everything. So we became friendly with all those people. Um, so it's so much fun, you know, to, to, to actually meet you because you're the one person who has, you know, we've been talking about you all week. I, I'm excited. I can't help it. Saying the ghost. I was, who ghost the fuck face. is this ghost? <laughs> I, 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 ghost face for that guy. No, I said, how come I never saw the movie? Because you know I love. And then this morning he well, asked, "I love ghost movies." I thought it. I this thought morning he asked me movie. if you were the guy. Like he he described the movie, and you know they have a ghost face in scary movies. So he was like, "Is it the guy from the comedy?" And I was like, "Well, it's that character, but he's the actual real guy who kills Drew Barrymore." <laughs> right. um, which we're going to talk about oh, in a minute. I never knew they called your character the ghost. Ghost face. Ghost face. I never knew it. So I kept expecting a ghost movie. And he said, no, no, he's the guy that plays the ghost. So you guys, here's, yeah. here's I'm going to brag for you a little bit for anybody who doesn't know who you are, you guys. So first of all, you guys, Lee is basically a, a stuntman and an actor. Um, he specializes in precision driving and fire stunts, which got to be like the fucking scariest thing ever to do. Um, here's films that, he, that you guys, he's been in, he's worked on as a stunt person or he's involved with. And these are really big movies. X-Men First Class, Lady in the Water, Jarhead, Wind Talkers, Spider-Man, End of Days, Crazy in Alabama, Being John Malkovich, Inspector Gadget, Arlington Road. We just watched that not too long ago again. Uh, Blade, U.S. Marshals, Face Off, Con Air, The Last World Jurassic Park, That Darn Cat, Batman Returns, Death Warrant, 
the people under the stairs, which we're really good friends with Sean Whalen and Jan Birch, who are both in that. And you probably see them on the circuit, too. Um, Beastmaster 2, Shocker, The Return of Swamp Thing, The Terminator, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and there's a bunch more. I picked those because those are the ones everybody knows that are all blockbuster hits. <laughs> there you go. I don't know if they're all blockbuster hits, but I, whatever. You know, I'm glad to, I'm glad to be a part of it. Actually, what did you do for People Under the Stairs? I was just uh, – I was Tony Caesar, who was our stunt coordinator, second unit director. And, you know, I was with Wes Craven. I did Wes's uh, – my first film was with Wes Craven and Tony Caesar was Nightmare One. And I did everything from Nightmare One all the way through Scream 2 with Wes. There's one or two that I didn't do. Like um, there's one that they shot down in Dominican Republic uh, that I didn't go on. But so basically I ran, I was either involved with or working or somehow or other all his shows from Nightmare One all the way through Scream 2. Oh, my God. So to Wes Craven, though, what an icon. And so we actually had uh, – I don't know if that's Friday the uh, – is that Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one? Is Lisa Wilcox get killed in the bed in Nightmare on Elm Street? Is that the first one? Where the, the claws come up in the bed and yeah, pull her down? Right. So we had Lisa Wilcox on the show when we lived in Pennsylvania. And uh, and Ron knows what the films are. Um, and he was like, you know, as long as you're not the girl who gets killed by the, be- by the bed, you know, the thing. And she starts yeah, laughing. He didn't know. And she was actually the one. I don't um, know. I really didn't know it was her. I'm not a fan of horror movies. I'm in them, but I don't watch them because I, I, them. I find them very stupid and ridiculous because it's the same shit over and over again. Ten people in a room and they get killed one at a time and they get knife stabbed. The, the latest film we saw, the guy's dick was chopped off and they showed you <laughs> the cock actually being cut and taken away. I said, okay, now I've seen it all. <laughs> I don't need to see any more horror films. Wow, the guy in the theater grabbed their crotch and went, ah! And they screen. I mean, I don't need to see anymore. Actually, seen, that film was called... No, I did oh, no, we say, can't tell them, I did say to yet. Jimmy, next they're going to show a woman naked with her legs open and firecrackers up her snatch. And then they're going to blow up the firecrackers. I bet you. <laughs> and like we're going to watch Snatch flying all over the room. <laughs> there you go. You want to uh, bet? You want to bet? So well, let's, it's already been done. This was yeah, a, it's already no, been, this, has it been done? Right. It has been it has. done. Uh, he says and, it has been done. Oh, You're probably right. No, but this movie is Marcel Waltz's film, and I love Marcel. He's my dearest friend. And I said to him, I said, what next, Marcel? His last two movies, though, that happened. I know. I said, what next, Marcel? Where can you go any further? To scare the shit out of people. And we're going to find out because March 13th he's we're going to his carpet. next movie, and I can't wait to see what he's going to blow up next. Maybe <laughs> the firecrackers in the snack. I don't know. <laughs> oh, wow. That's going to be great. But, so know, I want to know. It's getting out of hand. It's how, getting out of hand. How did you decide? Like, did you, how did you decide that like, when you were growing up, did you want to be like a stunt person? How did you describe, decide that? How, first of all, how big are you? How tall are you? Well, well I've, I've shrunk with age, but right now I'm about 5'11. Okay, because uh, you're a big dude. Like, so how did you decide? Like, I'm gonna wake up one day as a kid and say, "Gee, I like these horror movies," or, or "I like movies." Because actually, you've been in a lot of movies that aren't horror. Um, uh, you're just most because Ghostface is such an iconic character. You know, everybody knows who it is. But aren't wait, you so- wait, wait, I want to. Aren't you sorry you didn't invest in the um, fate in the mask, the ghost? Oh, yeah. 
if I'm like, you know, here we are talking about a film 30 years old, right? Um, and if I had any idea that it was going to be what it is and was, I would have backed my truck up to that wardrobe trailer and just hooked the whole thing up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that mask. It's probably we go to the ha- the Halloween thing to buy shit for Halloween. What is it? Where is it? We go. Uh, we go to Spirit Halloween. Spirit and, Halloween. Yeah, and I have the place. Right. Ghost, they must have nine million ghost faces all over the place. You would have made a fortune. Oh yeah, some of the original, like our the original. Uh, they're called Gen ones. The ones that we used. Um, in the first scene were originally the KMBs and then the uh, fun worlds came in after licensing agreements. Um, but those, those original masks, uh, you can't even, I think there's one KMB in existence was my understanding. Did and you get any uh, of them? Did you get to keep it? Did you get to keep, did you get to keep anything from back to, then? You got to steal any of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I kept my, so I came back, as Ghostface and Scream 2 to do some work. And I kept one of my masks off the screen too. Okay. So that, that would be something that's you worth keep, the fortune. That, like, that's just for you. You have the original mask. That's so there's, well, there's actually, there's several original masks, right? No, but the one you own. You yeah, wore. the one that I, but the one that I have is you one wore. of the ones that we used. Like in the second film, I came back and I did the, uh, the, the middle sequence with all the driving stuff and some detectives and all this other cool stuff. And, I kept one of those masks. So that mask, that mask is very collectible, very collectible, worth a lot of money. We've actually, um, so on our show, we've actually had Skeet Ulrich on the show, and we've had Jamie Kennedy on the show. Um, All the monsters we've had. And uh, (laughs) they're not monsters in it, though. They're the characters in it. Well, the guy, what's the the one? We've had everybody who plays Jason. What's Jason? We've had uh, many of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre people. Um, We've had... Lots of people from Child's Play. We've had all, everybody, all the Cenobites have been on, you know, from, from Hellraiser, because I just love it all. And, and I now, collect it and all. now we have you. So wait, when you were growing up, what kind of movies did you watch? Or like, like, because how did you decide to be a stuntman? That's like not, that's not a, like a something everybody just wakes up and said, I'm going to do. Well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, when you talk to stunt guys and girls that are in the business and actually working, uh, and I don't care if they're doing live shows or whatever, but, you know, that is what me or they wanted to do, right? And um, I had two co- I had two two courses of action after high school. Went and did some junior college, but I was either going to go military or I was going to go make movies. And the movies paid better. It's really about that simple. Um, and so, but during my junior high and high school, I was you know doing photography classes and whatnot. We were tasked on making movies, and so it was it was really fun and I love that creative process of putting the projects together and going out and filming them and things like that. So where, where did you grow up? And I grew up there not too far from you for, uh, in Arcadia uh, when I was actually in Southern California um, where Santa Anita Racetrack is. Okay. So. I knew Burt Reynolds. I knew Burt Reynolds well. And I asked Burt one time, I said, what made you want to be a stuntman? He said, I needed the money. Yeah, right. And it paid well, better than an extra, because in those days, Bert was not famous yet. He hadn't done his TV show. Right. He was honest. He said, yeah, I did it for the money, because they paid well. The, the, if you jumped off a building, you got 1000 If you got on fire, they gave you 2000 You know, they paid you according to your whatever, right? Yeah. If, the, if for some reason the camera jammed, you got to do it again, they'll pay you again. 
Exactly. And, oh, the, and cool. the more dangerous the sun, the more money they gave you. Absolutely. So, so, so in Scream 1, I, I know her. I read online that you're the one who killed Drew Barrymore at the beginning. Who else did you get to kill in Scream 1? Which ones, which ones were actually you killing people? Um, so it's not an on, it's not an on screen kill, but there's, uh, her boyfriend who I think his name was Steve character. Uh, yeah. so we whack him, we slice him up, we slice up Drew and then, uh, principal Henry, Henry Winkler. Oh, Henry Winkler. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so I killed him also. And what about in the second one? Did you get to kill people in the second one? In the second one, I came along and uh, killed uh, one of the detectives. There was a, a sequence in there where we had the detectives, so beat one of them up, and then I killed the other one. And then there's a great scene where Nev. Is crawling out across Ghostface, which is me, and getting yeah. out of the car. And then, uh, and I forgot her final actress, and she was in the backseat. Ended up killing her character. Um, so that's another two right there. I like love. I've never killed anyone in a movie, but I think in um, Clown Motel '99 or 150, <laughs> I get to. I'm, I'm General Milan, and I take my soldiers. I assuming that Joe Kelly is going to give me a gun to kill a clown. I gotta ask him if I kill a clown. I like love it. That's it so must funny. Be, must be fun. I just got a text message from Joe Kelly. Isn't that funny? Like we're what talking about said? him. He just yeah, we're talking about him. Talking they're, about gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna come on, on on the show in April. The cast of the new clown what, hotel. What, what did he say now? He wants to know if what, uh, he's giving me dates to see if he can come on the show with some of the cast uh, yeah. for that. So so what? Uh, so I know that Ghostface is probably like the most recognizable thing you know it's such a big huge franchise uh, was that also your favorite movie or some of the other movies did you like working on were they more fun and and do you prefer horror movies or do you prefer because you know you got action movies and dramas you got everything in here yeah i, I get I mean, you gotta remember my career was just a good solid working stunt guy right i was just a, a solid hand i'd show up do my job get out of there and off to the next show so i had a pretty good reputation of just being a solid guy i could do a little bit of everything i was that uh, and so, um, I don't care. I, and, and most people that are in the stunt business, we're gypsies, right? We go from show to show to show and, uh, you know, might get a day, you might get two weeks, you might get two months. Doesn't matter. Do you ever want to get out of horror? Finish that up mm -hmm. and you're already looking for your next job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever want to, you ever want to get out of horror? And go into what are this called traditional movies? We did a bunch. I just listed that. No, whole but I, list. I mean, like I, I'm not phrasing this right. Did you ever want to play like a priest or <laughs> or, or a good father or something like that? So funny, Sam. So there used to be a TV show called Father Dowling Mysteries. Remember mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. You played a yeah. priest, John Right, I think Tom Bostick or somebody was in that. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? Bagley Jr. Uh, oh, yeah, Ed Bagley Jr. Right, and so Ed's character was a priest, and I doubled him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did a couple of Father Dallies, yeah. And so, yes, I played a priest. So you played as a priest. There you go. I, pl I played a minister once. Do you like uh, – so you've done a lot of stunt work. Now that you're older, is there an interest to be more – just an actor, like in films. I guess you're probably going to be an actor in the skate, you know, skate film. Yeah, I just, just oh, did no, a we, little bit part right before the right before the strike hit, and we put a win, and then did a, 
I did a day and threw a few lines and I had such a good time doing that, right? It was so fresh to be in front of the camera again and just having fun making film, uh, making movies, hanging out, uh, that I'm gonna start pushing that acting thing more and more. And then here this little show came up, you know, with, with Joe and Brett and everybody and um, they offered me a slot on that. I'm like, absolutely, you know, as long as we're laughing and loving and eating tacos, I'm all in. And so, uh, <laughs> no, I like that. I I want to see some some of that work because, like, I produce a lot of movies. Um, I have nine of them right now, and I think it'd be the novelty of having you know you in it. But as as an actual character, not a person in a mask. Like I, I know, do you know like like Douglas Tate wears masks a lot? And yeah, uh, right. Uh, 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 Doug. Douglas Tate, you know him. Uh, the, the the big guy, the seven foot guy, Doug. No. That's Doug who? No, that's that not Doug. Doug played in, in, the, in the movie, in the cemetery, with his sewed-up mouth. Oh, no, that's Doug Jones. Oh, Doug yeah. Jones. Oh, yeah, you know Doug, Doug Jones? Jones? Yeah, we're doing a movie with Doug Jones soon. Do, Lee, do you know Doug Jones? Mm. What's, what's he, what was he played on again? What was his characters? Um, well, he was in Hocus Pocus, you know, as the uh, as the zombie, but he's basically, he's Silver Surfer. He's everything. He's like Pan's oh, Labyrinth. Yeah. Uh, he's the the shape in the water. He was the shape. The nicest guy. Uh, in nicest the world. guy ever. We're doing a film. The with him sweetest, soon. most set, most gentle fellow. That and he plays these horrible parts that scare the shit out of people. And in real life, he's just a dove. The nicest. Yeah, fellow. yeah. yeah. But yeah. as an you know, as an actor, um, you know, he's he's tapping some sort someplace. So there's a facet in there that's, you know. That, oh, no, absolutely. Wait, I, that, I'm leading up to my question. My sister went out once with a guy who was really handsome and nice, and she found out that he was a funeral guy, you know, embalmed people in the funeral home, and my sister could not go out with him anymore. She said, if he touched me, I would cringe. God, it, it freaked her out. You, with the ladies, do they when they realize the parts you play, do they, like, freak out and say, ugh, I don't want to be with you, the ghost or whatever. Ghostface. Here's the two sides that I always get when I'm doing our conventions and signing and stuff like this. Is like, um, I always hear, you wrecked my childhood or <laughs> or you made my childhood. Now, either way is fine with me because here we are 30 years later and they're standing in my line and I'm signing some cool stuff for them and we're talking about their childhood and, and scream and ghost face and all that stuff. But either way, here we are 30 years later, we're face to face talking. The question, yeah, those are the two points. It's either I like love that. Lee, Lee, the question is your character, does it spook out other people when they meet you? I would say no. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so either. It's it's not, they're meeting, you know. If you were Leatherface or Pinhead, maybe because like they're because they you know you keep kill people oh, kind of traditionally. Is, Pinhead is an insane character. You 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 treat yeah. people with like knives and like regular things, and not like you know by you know scratching them up and doing torture no, porn. <laughs> now listen, I'm from I'm from old Hollywood, so I know what I'm talking about. Bella Lugosi. Yep, love him. Shit everybody. Nobody would kiss him, hug him, or touch him. I've never met him, but I was told this by people that knew him. They could not get over the Dracula in him. No matter how he would come in colorful clothes and try to look happy and normal, they still saw Count Dracula. And he terrified people. Su Wang, who 
Well, he, he owned Su Wong's house, and a lot of stories came out of that. People would go to the parties there. The house is a mansion. It's gorgeous, huge. And they would think that Count Dracula was going to come out. So he never, never, ever was not Count Dracula. So, yeah, well, he got locked in and got stereotyped for the rest of his but in, but in his life. Actually, his, you didn't know children, that was Children good. were frightened of him. Everybody. Wait, wait. Okay. <clears throat> Hang on. Because I, I want to, I wanna, like. Because of his character. I want to, like, take this over. So, okay. But you so, know why? Because he never looked like Dracula. He always looked like Dracula because when he played Dracula, he looked like himself. And that's why it scared people. He wasn't in costume. Well, he right. wore a cape. So I want to go back. now. So as a film watcher, first of all, uh, so you're in the first two screen movies. I mean, none of them are as good as the first one, but all of them are pretty good. You know, now, have you watched all the other, right. since there's six of them, have you watched the other four? Yes. Yeah, well, yeah. Obviously, I watched the whole the whole franchise. And what did you think of the last two? Did you like them? Um, yes and no. And the reason I say that is so, like, the reason I liked Five is because about midway through Five, they did a really good nod, tip of the hat to Wes about doing some reveals in the kitchen sting. Yes, right? really typical Wes, and I like that they did that. So it was a, it was you know, they gave Wes credit. Um, so I like that. Uh, Ghostface was, was ridiculous in number five. He could trip over his own shadow. That yeah. how that character was developed by Wes and myself 30 years ago. So I don't, I don't, I don't like how Ghostface has always been diluted down and got more and more. It was almost looking at the Keystone Cops by the time number five gets here. Right, you're right. And, uh, and so when six got here, I liked uh, that they gave Ghostface's balls back because that's how the original character was developed with Wes and I and Tony Caesar, his second unit guy, was, you know, aggressive. And the, the one key takeaway when I sat down with Wes, it was about 20 minutes before World Cameras, and it was like, all right, Wes, tell me about this character, you know, when we got into what the character and who the character and how the character all that stuff. And one of the key phrases that was the takeaway on it was he goes, remember that this guy is like, he moves like a phantom. And so... I'm like, okay, phantoms, I, I get that. Phantoms are direct, quick, stealthy, aggressive. You know, they move with purpose. And uh, so that's one of the main character traits of Ghostface is that aggressive with authority um, movement. And you see how I portrayed that during the opening scene is how I zip around the house, right? It's very fast, very aggressive, very direct. No tripping over my shadow, looking like an idiot. Yeah, none of that occurred. I actually like the sixth one. I was surprised. I didn't think I was going to like five or six because I'm kind of like old school. Uh, so sure. I didn't think I was going to really like it. I was actually very surprised. I really thought they were enjoyable. In the sixth one, I love all the part at the end where they're showing all the different masks from all the different ghost space. You know, and that was really cool. Um, and the fact that who who was the killer was the killer and stuff. So, uh, but I think as a franchise, it's definitely one of the most fun franchises of all the horror franchises. And I'm a big fan of all of like all of them pretty much. Um, yeah, and it, it, it's a young franchise too, because I mean, look at look at look at Halloween, right? 45th anniversary, 12, 13, 14 films. How many are in that right franchise? Um, and that's not to say they're all good or bad or indifferent. So, you know, we're not rating them. It's just that they have. Um, over a dozen films deep on that franchise. Uh, you know, how many, how many 
we've actually had so I'm friends with Tyler Maine and uh, James Jude Courtney, and they're like two of the major, you know, Michael Myers is. Um, yeah, JJ's a great guy. He's 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 fun. He and I knock around a little bit when we're out on the con. Uh, he's so much fun, and and Tyler's really fun. And we've also had I forgot who was the first one, but we had the guy Tony uh, Nick Castle. Yes, we've had so we've had all of them on. You know, we basically had all of them on over one sometime were you, or were another. Were you ever in a movie that you thought you could direct better than it was directed? Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what a good question. Me, me too. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, there's some there's some low budget ones. That, I mean, uh, back, in, back in the day. That were just pathetic. I was just involved with one not too long ago. I was in a movie where the director was in a different room watching a, a, a monitor of what we were doing. But yeah, he couldn't direct, he could tell you to do anything because he was 50 so, yards away. <laughs> yeah. So I figured, you know, this, this is. Then I was in another movie where I asked where the camera was. And they said, oh, up there. I said, oh, I thought that was a security camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's the movie. Another time I asked the director, where are my marks? He said, you don't have marks. Just go over to the window and then open the door. So I thought, what the fuck happened to movie making? It has gone in a different direction. Oh, the best one was when somebody said to me, oh, if you think that's something, a guy made a movie with a cell phone. And then, but see, there's a beauty about that, at least in my opinion, because no other time in history has there been a time where you could actually pick up your cell phone or cell phones and actually produce, make, edit, and release a cell phone movie. And it looks good. I mean, those, those are 4K cameras. So if you light it right, you know anything about actual making movies. Right. You, know, you can do a good job with it if you know what you're doing. It's just, yeah, you can actually pull off making a freaking full-on 90-minute release film on cell phones and get it pushed out because now you have the avenues to do it. So right. I, as an artist point of view, I love that there's so much opportunity to get your product out there to, to let people see it, be it stills or photography or, or motion picture. But for me, it was shocking because the first time I was ever in a movie was 1959. And if you remember what the sets were like, I don't know if you do, you're too young, but the cameras were the size of Volkswagens. Yeah. The cables and the lights used to burn you. And now lights, well, whoever heard of lights? Cables, there are none. So I go in and I don't know that I'm acting. I'm in a room and I'm reading lines and I think, where the fuck is the crew? <laughs> <laughs> There's nobody here to make you feel like you're working. So here's a question because we've got five minutes. So as an actor, um, as an actor, and I ask this to all the actors that come on, uh, bucket list, and not not as a stuntman, but as an actor, if you could work with any uh, male and female actor, living or dead, who would you have liked to have worked with? And if you could ever be in any movie that's ever been made, what movie besides the ones you've already been in? <laughs> what movie would you have liked to have been in? Because you've already been in like 50 blockbusters. Uh, what movie would you wow. like to have been in? Um, you know, and, that, and the, the, you know, if, if I wanted to act with somebody, that we'll go back to that one. But like that second part of that question is like, what movie or, gosh, the, but in the genre. And here's what's great about film is it's so big, right? Obviously, I did a lot of horror. Uh, I did some drama. I did, you know, rock, whatever. So it's like, wow. And 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 being in a movie is not necessarily just because it's a blockbuster doesn't mean it's a good movie, right? Thank you. You're right. So. 
you know, there's probably been some smaller films out there that would just been a gem to work on, right? And it maybe didn't even really do that good at the box, but it was just a really solid piece of filmmaking, you know. And and I love um, the sleeper. You know, sometimes the sleeper <clears throat> is so uh, Clint Eastwood makes a good movie. Yes, Clint Eastwood makes a good movie. Like I, I, so I, I'm partial to the Fast and Furious series because I did the costume design on the second one. Um, but the tenth one that just came out, I mean, I watched it, but it was a piece of shit. <laughs> I was like, right. this yeah, is so, a million dollar junker. <laughs> right. So going back to today, and I like, I'm an old school guy, but I'm old enough to, to. I was in the transition between practical and CG. Right. I was there was ten years in there that was my career, and uh, so I'm still to this day. I love practical filmmaking. Right. I'm not a big fan of CG. It has. I think it could be used gently delicately with reservations and you can pull off some stuff but there's no way going back to fast and furious i'm like yeah sure we just jumped this car to the freaking moon Uh -uh." yeah right you know so i kind of you know as a movie maker or however you want to call me in front of camera behind the camera i like practical realistic stuff and i think the viewing audience is at that point too they you know when you get some stuff like uh, uh the marvel series or even the dc series that's fun stuff and it's entertainments. They're not really good movies. Right. The first two Fast and Furious, the first th- two or three Fast and Furious movies, they were good before they started like, you know, flying through 50 story buildings and shit like that. But when it was just race car driving, like the first one is excellent. Right. But once again, that was practical stuff. Yes. Right. They, 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 cool. they, burned, they bent some cars. <laughs> so, you know, it's practical stuff. So, you know, what movie I'd like to be in, I don't know. I just, it's still, I couldn't tell you what, but uh, as far as acting, um, man, it was just, God, there's so many super talented guys out there. Um, I think if I was to sit down and, and do a scene with like an actress right now, is uh, I'd love to do something with Sandra Bullock because she's, there's a lot yeah. of depth for her, right? That's a really, good one. Yeah, I'd like to do that. And then, uh, and then, Her chops, believe it or not, uh, uh, Rose McGowan. And Rose yeah, is there's a lot of depth to that woman. She's, yeah. Actually, she's I'd coming on the show. Yeah, Ooh. she's fabulous, Rose McGowan. Um, no, I super. love that. I think that's terrific. So yeah, Super fun person. I really like being in her company when we see each other on the con circuit. I just really adore her. No, she's cool. So you guys follow Lee on Instagram. Again, it's the underscore Lee underscore Waddell. He's original ghostface.com. You can go and get a signed signed ghostface mask from him off his website, or you can see him at his who, who's your convention rep? We got like a minute. Who's your convention rep? I'm with Sean Clark, convention all stars. Hey, he's a great guy. Great guy. Yeah, there's somebody and you know, you want to have somebody on your show, go get Sean if you'll do it, right? If you have time, because he works about a hundred hour a week like all of us. He's a uh, great guy. I, I used to hang out with him all the time at Scream Fest back in the day when I lived in Florida. Right, exactly. And he's been, what's so great about Sean is a super collector, super fan, you know. And yeah, he's a great agent, knows everybody, has a stockade of us together, right? The whole Scream team, the whole bit. But I mean, there's a lot of facets to that guy. And I'm super blessed to have him representing uh, he's been great. He's the best. I believe that he is the best. Uh, convention rep, and I know all of them, but he is the best one out of everybody. So you're yeah, he, he does. He runs a great program. He really takes care of us, and he takes care of his promoters. And you know, he plays both sides of the table very, very well because he's you know 
everybody's in it to have a lot of fun and take care of the fans. At the end of the day, it's all about the fans. Right. All right. So we want to thank you for coming on the yes. show because we're out of time. Everybody, Lee Waddell, the original Ghostface. Uh, thank you so much. We wish you the best with everything. I'm going to put you on my list of uh, potential uh, people that we could work with because I'd love to work with you on something. Oh, yeah, let's get together. We'll have, I guarantee it. Like I said, I don't know if we'll get anything filmed, but we'll definitely laugh our asses off in the process. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Take thanks care, for Lee. tuning in. We want to thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Take care. Be safe. Thank Jose Santiago Jr. and Lee Waddell for coming on the show. Uh, it was great. We want to say hi to everybody in the chat room and thanks for tuning in. Tina joined us. A bunch of people joined us, but I didn't want to interrupt. Um, so you guys, we'll see you soon. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah, we in the mix. Yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Oh, 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 oh,